This next episode of Purple Pride is dedicated to a lifelong friend, an assistant coach, an alumni, a father, Brad Decker. We thank you, Brad, for your dedication you have brought to our Hubleton community and our athletes, and also your contribution to our athletics. We miss you, we miss your smile, and we especially miss your laughter. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Purple Pride in the bunker of Hubleton, New York, where we continue to practice social distancing. This week's episode, we were able to connect with a Hubleton community member, a member of our fire department, and an alumni of 2007, Brett Bailey. Brett was active in three sports while attending Hubleton such as soccer, basketball, and baseball. He shared with us his fondest memories in 2006 as a junior, whereby he played on a state-ranked baseball team, which found themselves playing in a state championship. He takes us back to that time during garage sale weekend, where his connections to his teammates grew to something bigger than a record of 19 and one. Bigger? Yes, the connection of lifelong friends. Listen in. Welcome, Brett. How you doing, coach? Very good. And uh, Brett, so let's catch up a little bit. We've already talked to a little bit about this um, remarkable season that you had back in 2006. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the the season and uh, some of the expectations and why it was, why it came out the way it did. Well, uh, at the beginning of the season, we had, uh, you know, 12 guys, a couple of guys that, you know, you recruited because we knew we were going to be kind of short that year. And, uh, you know, the first couple of practices, we were kind of thinking with each other, you know, how's this going to go? Is it going to go good? Is it going to go bad? Nobody was really sure. And uh, we ended up, I believe it was Messina. We uh, had a scrimmage up in Messina that year. And we ended up beating them, I believe, you know, 5-4. to four. And uh, after that game, kind of thought to myself, you know, this might this might be something this year. And uh, as, you know, you already said, it, it was something that year. It really was. Yeah, and some, some of the assistant coaches that, were ha- that we had on the team uh, at the time, like Brad Decker, uh, Mike Raven, uh, or excuse me, Rich Raven, um, Mike, Mike Raven, his son was on the team, um, and Brookins, uh, Brad's son was on the team, uh, but we also had Logan Lattice here, um, Bobby Bice was our, uh, uh, kind of like our system man, he was kind of like our, uh, bookkeeper, mm-hmm. um, but you had mentioned that we had to recruit some players, one of the players was, um, let's just talk about him right now, uh, he was a senior, Logan Gagne, and, um, and he hadn't played baseball for quite some time. Do you remember the like the last time he played baseball? Yeah, I believe his uh, last year of baseball would have been ninth grade when we played modified together. I was in eighth at the time, and he was in ninth. And then after that, he um, chose not to play. And then, you know, like he said, he, he came back his senior year, which uh, was wonderful. He 
filled in a spot that we needed in left field. And he was a solid player, solid batter. And uh, he, he he filled the spot that we needed. You know, it was interesting about Logan. I, I knew he was he would have been a great player. I remember playing modified, and then he kind of went off into the working world and mm-hmm. worked for some uh, different uh, community farms. And strong kid, uh, well, you know, athletic. Um, and I always believe that, you know, every kid should play sports. Every, every sport that's offered in the school, you should be playing the sport. And uh, you play with your friends and so on. And that's always been my firm belief. And uh, Logan... Um, and, and he was in my gym class and he had a heck of an arm and, uh, where he was playing dodgeball <laughs> and I, I would I sit there and watch him play. And, and finally a couple of days I, I, I was after him to sign up for baseball. Well, I followed him in the locker room and he says, well, I got to talk to my boss, see if I can get <laughs> some time off. And, uh, luckily he did because he became our left, left fielder. Yeah. Yep. Um, actually another kid that, uh, Kind of fell into the loop that we got lucky with is uh, Eric Hunt. Uh, he was our shortstop and sometimes floated over the third and second base also. Um, this this guy moved up from uh, Syracuse, I believe, right, Coach? Yeah, it, uh, I'm I'm not really sure how he ended up in our district. Um, uh, I think his mom came up for a job at uh, manager job at Walmart, I believe. Correct, and he he lived right on the main main, main drag, yeah, main drag in, in Uvalton. And he was a junior, and um, boy, he had some uh, remarkable talent, and um, ended up playing, like you said, played sh- infield for us, played shortstop, yeah. um, and could hit very well too. We didn't yep. know much about him. Yep. And and that was kind of that was a nice addition to the team. Totally. Um, we also Andy, you know, Andy Van Ornum, who has been our manager for many of our teams, whether it was yeah. soccer or basketball, baseball. Um, and I, and it was Andy's senior year. And I said to Andy, Hey, look at, we're going to give you a uniform. Why don't you be on the roster in case something happens? Yep. We need you on the field. Why don't you play rather than just yeah. be our manager? And so he was another addition to the team. Yep. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the eighth grade, eighth grader we had added to the team? Little Kyle Lawrence. Well, you can just imagine an eighth grader playing with a bunch of, uh, you know, 11th and 12th graders. And when he moved up, um, well, before he moved up, he had to pass some testing stuff, obviously. And, uh, you know, we were we were cheering this kid on, and he um, he achieved everything that he needed to. And, uh, you know, this kid always had a smile on his face. Always just, you know, he was he was lucky to be with us. You know, he, he thought this was the best thing in the world at the time. Yeah, and, and he was the smallest kid on the team, and he was a catcher. And he was our backup catcher. But he had an extremely good arm. Yeah, he had an arm. Threw down to second. And, you know, at that time, they had to take the physical fitness test. <clears throat> Miss Putney had him do the physical fitness test. And luckily for us, he passed it. And his mom said it was okay that he could play. Yep. Uh, because if we had a, if we needed a catcher, if he, if all these integral parts of yeah. 12 players on the team, one guy goes down, yep. we needed some, we needed players. And, um, uh, Kyle, I remember one game where the umpire said to me, because um, Kyle caught, we we would we wanted to make sure that he was happy and would play and stuff like that, and and so I said, hey, I'm putting uh, my backup catcher in, and he looked at Kyle and he says, I'm gonna uh, steal if I get hit, 
I'm coming after you. <laughs> and uh, he and he didn't get hit. He protected him, protected yeah. the umpire really well, and did a great job. And it was unfortunate. I think the next year Kyle moved over to Madrid. Yep. Um, but we were hoping that he would remain here in Hubleton. But uh, just a quick thing, guys on this on this baseball team we had. You know, like we said, twelve people. A couple guys got recruited that year to play. Everybody had a niche that year, and uh, you know, different games, different lineups, depending who we were playing. You know, sometimes our first baseman would, would, would be pitching. Um, I'd come in from center field to play first and vice versa. And, you know, we we always worked together and we were we were a great team. And we always did stuff together on and off the field. And uh, we always got along. It was it was pretty, pretty remarkable. I think it's important that you say that because, you know, you played soccer um, and all your friends. I'm looking at this picture of this team right here. They all played soccer together. Um, and then you went on to basketball, and then they, the, with the exception of probably Hunt, which was... He yeah, I don't think not, Logan and Hunt played... Uh, they were not basketball no, players. No, they were basketball players. But, no. but, they, uh, but they all played play basketball yeah. together. Yep. Um, so it was, it was kind of like a, um, a total friendship Yeah. that it was kind of expected. There's the sport. You, did, you yep. played the high school sport. You, you had a lot of pride and, yeah. um, with your school spirit. And, yep. And the Bulldog name and and playing for the purple and gold. Yeah, playing for the purple and gold, yep. And that was a, that's what it was about. Um, you also had a ninth grader on this team, uh, played right field, Sean, Sean Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, he was uh he was another young one. He was uh he was a stud though out there in right field. You know, if the ball was hit to him, you knew it was getting caught. Um you know, we just our, that team that year, I can say a hundred different times, we were we just Everything fit together that year, and everybody knew their spot, and it was it was something I'll never forget. I can tell you that. And there was an article I went back and looked at some of the articles um, in our uh, semifinal game against uh, uh, Solomon Schechter, uh, team out of Section One, Westchester County. Um, Sean had an RBI in that game. And he sealed the win for us. Yeah, with that hit, and um, that was pretty remarkable for a young kid. Totally, yeah. I mean, ninth grade. Um, you know that that time going down the final fours, the final four there. Uh, you know we um, we're from a small town. Everybody knows that. That year we went down there. We played in a Triple A stadium, where you know the majors play. Guys that are going to be the majors play, and. Uh, you know, we got to bat for the first time, and people are calling our names. And from Hubleton, New York, you know, batter Sean Kelly. And I mean, I'm getting cold chills now thinking about it. You know, when you get up to bat up in them, up in that kind of, uh, I'm not sure the word I want to use here, but atmosphere. Atmosphere, yeah. You're, uh, your your adrenaline's moving. You're uh, you're getting shakes, and uh, he pulled through that year in that game. He really, uh, like I said, if he didn't have that RBI, we we probably wouldn't have made it through. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the roster. And I mean, there was only four seniors on the team. There was Logan and uh, Ron Sellers, Trevor Johnson, uh, and Andy Van Ornum. I mean, this was a very young team. Yep. Um, you know, I I know that every year we have teams that advance, and we have articles that come out either in the newspaper or wherever, mm-hmm. and they talk about something special about these teams. And this particular team, I would have to say, this is probably one of the youngest teams, really, that has come out of our area to make it into a state championship. 
Yeah. I mean, you look at the different age levels in here, and I don't think that was something that really was um, was was really formulated or you know addressed in any of the articles that I look back on mm-hmm. to to see. Um, this is kind of a um, I would have to say a miracle team. Yeah, totally. And and why why is that, Brett? For you, I mean, you look at go back to the beginning of that particular season if you can remember your practices and stuff. Yeah, like that. Um, you know, in the beginning of the season, the weather's kind of uh, iffy up here for the first month or so. So we were uh, we were practicing the gym every day, um, running sprints in the halls, running stairs, batting practice in the in the cages, and you know, when you're taking a ground ball off the gym floor, it's not it's not the same as uh, taking one off the ground outside. And, you know, even then, you know, you're going to have errors. You're going to have, you're going to have misplays. And, you know, like I said, we were, we were kind of unsure of ourselves. You know, how's this, how's this going to go? We're going to, we're going to stink this place up and, or are we going to do something here? And like I said, after that game of Messina and the first couple games of the season, um, you know, we, we put on a couple teams and uh, we all, after that, you know, like I said, we're always together, always hanging out, no matter if it's on the field, off the field. Um, we didn't fight with each other. Uh, we were all well respected, and uh, you know, after those few games, we knew we, we knew we were going to do something that year. And I I think we can also talk about uh, well, the Section Ten Championship. We played Morristown over at Clarkson, and uh, I mean Section Ten Championship. You know, you expect you're going to go to these games. It's going to be a nail biter. We beat we beat that team nineteen to two. I think it was or nineteen to four, and for that to happen. You know you're gonna do something, and uh, also we had the community. They were always following us, always going to games, no matter where they were. You know we had a lot of cars, a lot of cars, yeah. And uh, you know you talked about Morristown in that Section Ten Championship. Um, you know you you think about the competition now and the competition then, um, and every team was competitive then. Yeah. Uh, you played Clifton Fine. They were very competitive. Yep. They always had good pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was uh, Bobby Latchett was the, the their coach, and Bob's a good coach, and they always had great teams. Uh, you had Harrisville, where Rick Rick Bear is the coach. Yep. Um, always had great teams there. Yeah, so, if you're going to Harrisville up in the up in the mountains up there, and you're playing, you knew that was going to be a nail biter up there every time. They just for some reason always were right there with us. We'd win by one or two runs, and you know, and those games could go either way. One misplay, one bad throw. And um, but we were uh, we were a solid team. And, and Morristown had uh, Nigel uh, Nigel Spar. He was a great pitcher, a good yep. curveball. Uh, uh, they also had Jordan Leclerc, who was a a good pitcher. Played a lot of ball in the summertime. He was thrown in the upper eighties at 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 that point in time. Yep. And and then people were expecting that. I think we we beat them twice during the season. Yeah. Um, but they said you know try to beat a team th- three times. And I remember there was on the radio station they had. Uh, one station had a, a song going, and it was it wasn't in our favor. It was more in no. Morristown's favor. Yep. But there was a lot riding on this game for yeah. both teams. And uh, also back in those days, you know, you didn't have this Facebook world that everybody lives in now. Um, I'm trying to think of the internet site that they had that people could you know do their talking or whatever they wanted to do. And um, you know, God rest his soul, Jeff Stout was that his, is that his name? Yeah, Jeff Stout. This guy was uh. A follower from Morristown for years, and he did not miss a sport game. And you know he was he was one of the guys on there, um, talking about you know you know beat you can't beat the team three times. You know you're gonna have a tough game, and 
you know, we proved it that year. Yeah. And and as we're going through some of the different names in this roster, the, the pitcher that threw that game uh, was not our number one guy. No. And that was uh, a sophomore, his name, Brooke and Decker. Brooke and Decker, yep. One of my, uh, one of my best friends growing up. And Brooken was not when Brooken wasn't pitching, he was our number one catcher. Yeah. And so behind the plate, we had our number two catcher, which was Andy Rupert. So yep. it was quite a gamble. Yeah. Um our number one pitcher obviously was Trevor Johnson. Yep. Um and so to have Brooken start that game, I don't think most people realize that that was gonna happen. Right. Um, and wasn't prepared for that, and Brooken really held his own. He did, yeah, he did. Um, and then uh, tell us a little bit about some of the rest of the team. We have Mike Raven, who was a junior at the time. Yep, Mike, junior at the time. Uh, geez, back in the day, you couldn't separate me and him. We were, you know, probably some parents wouldn't agree with us, but, you know, he was at my house or I was at his house. It wasn't just the summertime. It was right through the school year. Uh, we were never late for class, though. We were always on time. Um, you know, this, this group of people here was all very well respected. Um, uh, let's see who else we got on here. Uh, Ronnie Sellers. Ronnie Sellers. Old Ronnie. This kid could hit the ball a mile. And, uh, when he got a hold of one, there was, there was no stopping it. Yeah. And Ronnie, Ronnie was our first baseman and he was also a pitcher. Yep. And and he was a lefty and believe it or not, he was a catcher. And he could catch. Yeah. And you don't have too many left-handed catchers. No. Or left-handed throw, you know, he threw left-handed, but he was what they call a left-handed catcher. Um, but he did it. He did all those jobs. He was yep. a true baseball player. Yeah, we. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about Ronnie here. Um, I don't know how old we were, probably 10, 11. Uh, me, Ronnie, and uh, Sean, um, we would pl- we played for a team out of uh, Knapp Station, um, which is over near on the way to Messina area, I believe. I can't remember. It's been a long time since it's been that way. Norwood area. Yeah. Um, you know, we travel... Um, 45 minutes to, to practice with these guys and there was it was kind of a select team from people around the county and uh we got to play some good baseball though i remember going up to ottawa going to canada uh brockville playing baseball all over and um you know i got memories that i'll never forget with these guys and then we had trevor johnson tell us a little bit about trevor trevor trevor, trevor was a senior trevor was a senior that year uh this kid was a stud on the mound you know if you if these people were coming and trevor was pitching there wasn't going to be very many uh, runs scored that day. And uh, he could also hit the ball a mile. You know, he was our number four batter, I believe. Yep. Um, and you were our number fifth batter. Actually, was Trevor? Trevor was either three or four, and Ronnie, I think, might have been four. So, yeah, it, it kind of went Trevor, I think, Ronnie, and then um, I have to go back and look. Yeah, at yeah I, I batted fifth were, after Ronnie, yep. You, you batted fifth, yep. Um, and then we had Andy Rupert. Yep, Andy Rupert. Uh, this kid at third base. I tell you right now, guys, there could have been a major league batter at the plate and hit a ball at Andy, and the thing was going to get knocked down one way or another, and the ball was going to be thrown to first, and there was an out guaranteed. Um, I can I can remember one play in particular. We were playing. Uh, who's what was the team that we played in the Elite Eight that we moved on to the Final Four? Uh, we played Westport. Westport. This game right here, guys, they could have wrote books about it. I remember a ball that got hit. There was runners on first and second, I believe, and this ball got smoked on the third baseline. And he stuck his glove up there like it was nothing, like it was just a normal normal play. Stuck his glove up there, and I think we got a double play out of it. He threw it to second, and Mike Raven turned the ball right to first, and we got we got two outs on that, which was huge because this was uh, this was in the bottom of the sixth or bottom of the seventh, I yeah, believe. I think it was, it was bottom of the seventh. 
they had their they had they had runners on first and second. And he made that play happen. And that that was amazing. So Andy played. Uh, he was our backup catcher, but he was also our uh, third baseman. And uh, at the time, he was a junior. And then we had Josh Demmer, who was their sophomore, and um, he was he was like our utility player. Yeah, he would, uh, you know, fill in out in the outfield. Um, you know, once again, guys, these every player had to, had a niche, and you know, when you're up in the varsity level, and uh, you know, you're making a run for things. You know, sometimes not everybody gets to play all the time, and and it and it sucks. But these guys that these guys in this team, nobody ever had a bad attitude. And Josh would get up every single time and run out to right field and play catch with Sean to warm up before every inning. And uh but if Josh got put in, he was he was putting the bat in the ball and he was he was making something out of uh, every opportunity that he had. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the atmosphere with this team. I mean, it was it just I think you can tell it best because you were one of the members on the team. Um but share with us what that feeling was. Um, you know, it was a it was a good feeling. Um we had a, we had some comedians on the team. We had our funny guys, you know. We had our serious people, um, but even uh, the other day, me and coach talked here a little bit, and uh, there was a there was a one guy on our team that would rap a song every day, every game before every game. We'd all get in a huddle and rap it, and uh, I think everybody knows the song, uh, "Ice Ice Baby." I think you've all heard that song. Um, Mike Raven would rap it word for word before every game, and I'm not sure why or why it happened, but. That song got us all pumped up, and um, that was uh, something <laughs> not everybody would do. Yeah, we always seem to have music playing, uh, even when we're out in the field. Uh, it would open up the truck doors and have, have music playing um, from the top of the field. Yeah, the, the, uh, the song that we all wrote up the, in a uh, couple, three vehicles, and uh, we'd always play uh, Bad Boys on the way up for the, for the fans and for the you know, opposing team, get them a little riled up. They knew. Uh, they knew the Bulldogs were coming. That seems to always be a tradition to some of these teams. Uh, you know, it's a funny story. He's mentioned Bad Boys. I mean, last last year's team uh, that we had and the year before. Um, I haven't heard that song in years, and they came up with it on their own. <laughs> so uh, another one was uh, from Guns N' Roses. Um, you know, there was there was a, uh, a song that you guys tend to play all the time too with Guns N' Roses. And I can remember Brett when you played soccer. Um, we were the underdog, yeah. Um, going going to EK. Yep. And you were playing. It might have been an ACDC song. I think it was Journey. Oh, Journey. Yeah, it was me and Finley had the boombox there back in the day. You know, they're uh, they're not in use anymore. I don't think you could put the batteries in the back of a uh, boombox and carry them with you. Um, we'd we'd carry a boombox and play Journey. Don't stop believing. I think the name of the song was. And you guys went out there and rocked that team. Oh. They they were one of the higher ranked teams. Yep. Went out there and ranked rocked them. Um, it played like you never played before. Yeah. You might have had a couple goals. That I game. think uh, yeah, I think I did have a goal that game. Um, one I got real lucky on. I was uh, about twenty yards in from uh, midfield, and I uh, had a ball come to me at the right right speed and right height, and I just I let one fly and it it got went over the goaltender's head, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy, but. You know, music music's pretty important for people and uh, does a lot. Yeah, pumps them up. It does. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, after the sectional game when you beat Morristown. Yeah. Uh, you guys went to uh, uh, Plattsburgh and you played on the, which is a field much like the field at St. Lawrence University. I think yeah. it's almost like yep. a mirror image. 
and we played Westport, and you guys were down three to one in that game. Yeah, well, I'll never, I'll never forget this game, guys. So tell us a little bit about the the comeback in that game. Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna do a little trash talking here. One of my one of my buddies here, Eric Hunt. All right, and bear with me. You know, this it's been it's been thirteen. No, it's been twelve years because I graduated thirteen years ago. Um, we were, we were down three to one. And uh, it was either the fourth or fifth inning there. We had uh, a couple people on base. We had a couple hits. It was fielder's choice, another fielder's choice back. And there was people on maybe first and second. I was on first. I'll be the first to admit it, guys. I was not a fast runner. I'd give it all I had, but I was not a fast runner. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, Eric was up to bat. And um, Eric liked his high fastballs. And there there was... no height that he wouldn't try to hit. And, uh, you know, the art team, they knew it. They'd got him a couple times, I think, previous at previous bats. And, uh, well, I can't remember the exact count, but Eric hit the crap out of this ball. And I just remember as soon as I hit the bat, we, me and the guy that was on uh, second base just took off running. And I remember probably the fastest I ever ran in my life. And I scored from first, which tied the game up. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, you know, we were, our general was going. We were we were ready to keep this thing rolling. And I I don't, like I said, I don't remember everything exactly. But that play right there got us got us going and uh, kept us going on this run that we had. And uh, Trevor Johnson was, was the pitcher of that game. And, uh, yep. you know, I have to go back and look. I think he had at least 10 strikeouts during that game. Right. Um, it was kind of a, just to tell our listeners a little bit about the trip on the way to Plattsburgh. Trevor was not feeling well, and I believe we were in a McDonald's on the way there. And um, we look over at Trevor, and Trevor had his head against the window sleeping, and he was our starting pitcher yeah. for this game. And he, he might have had a head cold or something like that, and his parents gave him permission to uh, take some medicine before the game. Um, and thankfully, he pitched as well as he did but boy he he was sick that game he, he did was. not feel well nope um and this so, team we played here they were uh they were studs they were studs and in fact the the, the pitcher on the mound was one of a ranked pitcher and he was a complete stud and and it no was no one was expecting us to win that game no no um but when we came back and ended up winning the game five to four yeah there was um, they had their last up to bat, and there was a ball hit to center field, and you were our center fielder, Brett, yep. and you made a spectacular catch to win that game. Yeah, and you were quoted after the game, um, and I'm just gonna look here. It says coming back and winning that game over a team as as strong as they were really boosts our morale, and yep. um, and you talked a lot about morale and. And how this team interacted with each other, yeah, it, it just seemed like they were always. It, it was probably one of the closest team you've ever played for. Oh yeah, I I can say that over and over again. This team we had, like I said, we were we were together every single day of the week. Um, weekends, you know, we hung out, played cards, played Xbox, baseball. Obviously, you know, whatever season was going on, that was that was what was going on in the uh, in the background. And it, and would you like looking back? Um, well, kind of looking at the teams or how things have changed over the years. You know, things always change. Yeah. Even even for a, a coach or uh, players and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you you look you look and see 
what kids are doing now, what would you have to say or try to give some type of advice about you look at the morale on this team yeah, who you would never have thought to make it to a state championship? No. Um, you know, coming from Hewelton, the small town that we are, you know, everybody's, everybody knows everybody and everybody's, everybody's close and, um, oh, just, there's so many things you can say about this. We all got along. Um, we were all well-respected, uh, you know, whatever season was going on, that's what we did. You know, we played baseball when baseball was going on. We played basketball when basketball was going on. And when soccer season was going on, we played soccer. And mm-hmm. and some guys that weren't necessarily good at soccer, that were better at basketball, played soccer so they get their conditioning in. And they just made they made that, that season useful. And, you know. And um, they played with their friends. They played with their friends. Right. You know. Yeah, I think those are the those are the things that are important. You know, you only have one high school career. Yeah. Um, and when it's over, it's you can't go back and do it over no, again. No, no. Uh, back to that catch for a second there um, that I caught. Um, you know that catch right there is back to fundamentals. Um, you know, when you when you know when the ball hit, you know you got to take a couple steps back first. And just over the years, I went to camps at Lemoyne, went to a couple of baseball camps at St. Lawrence, and everything was. It was machined into my head, and, and the reason I caught that ball was because I knew I got to take a couple steps back, I'm going to catch this ball, and I ended up catching it. And, uh, you know, I thank, thank a lot of people for this, and thank God, you know, my mother didn't make it to that game because she had to work, and she made it to every single game I had, you know. So for me to catch that and for us to move on, a lot of my mom to be able to make it to the Final Four, was it was great, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's, that's a great story. Um, and so... We won the game, and um, you know we're pulling out of the parking lot, and we're in the in the bus. And one of the memories I had was Mike Raven uh, s- s- looking at me, saying, "Coach, we're going to the Final Four. And I, I, <laughs> and to us, it was it was just a game. Yeah, we wanted to win the game. Yep, and and never even re- remembered about the going to the no, Final we Four. No, we just we just knew we won that game. <laughs> yeah, and so, I don't think we really. I mean. There, it's been years since the team went to the Final Four at that point in time when we went there, so we really didn't know what was what was in store for us, you know. And like I said, we went we played at a Triple A stadium. We got there, we got name tags, we got jackets. I mean, we were we were on top of the world. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely a lot of fun, and um, we I remember we rolled into a restaurant in Plattsburgh, um, and I think everybody that was in that stadium from Hewelton went into that yeah, same restaurant. I think so too. Uh, and, and I got my credit card bill. I don't know who I paid for. I might have paid for the team, but I think I might have paid for whoever else was there. <laughs> yeah. But it, it didn't matter because no. it was it was just happened to be yep. uh, very uh, just a great feeling yeah. for the whole community. Yep. Um, so we, we talked about that game and now let's talk about the semifinal game and uh the trip to the final four mm-hmm. um you know i had to give a little credit due to my own family uh because the day we departed from the final four you know things are a little bit different now traditionally right but my mother-in-law uh, mary barlow uh, put on the breakfast for our team, and that was in the rectory in uh, the church, uh, St. Rayfield's. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the um, we had our team breakfast. We went up to school. Uh, I think the parents decorated the bus. Yep. And um, we loaded up our own stuff on the bus, and off we went. Yeah, I think there might have been one fire truck there that day. 
And if anybody knows Hilton now, when when they come back from any any big games, you don't know if there's gonna be five trucks or a hundred trucks. Right. You know. Yeah. So it, it's it's changed some, and I'm glad it's changed for. Yeah. The, um, and I, and the fire department's always been very supportive of of our teams and providing breakfasts and and things like that. Yep. So it's a nice nice traditional thing that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yep. Um. So we're playing a solemn sector team out of Westchester County, out of near Long Island, and um, we turned some double plays in that game. We tell, did. Us, tell us a little bit about that game. It was a close game. It was a close game. Um, like <clears throat> we said before, Sean Kelly had the game-winning RBI. Um, this team we played, they were. Uh, you get to the final four, guys. You know, everybody knows the team you're playing is gonna be good, and you cannot have one mistake because it could cost you the game. Um, I believe that game was it. Trevor started pitching. Trevor was the pitcher. Trevor was pitching. Yep, from the <coughs> beginning. Um, shortstop was Eric Hunt, Mike Raven at a second, and when uh, when the ball was hit to these guys, you don't know. If, you didn't know if Mike was going to dive ten feet and throw it out of his glove or throw it out of his hat, and the ball was going to get to Eric somehow, and they were going to turn the play, turn a double play on those, and uh, they certainly did some beautiful plays in that game. Those two, those two were a great combination of second shortstop making some outstanding double plays. I went back through uh, the book, and it was amazing how many double plays that this particular team made in one season. Yeah. Um, between, you know, uh, turning from third base over to first base, you know, yep. different different things. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't easy. I think the year before, the season before, um, um, this team was upset, and <coughs> upset by... I can tell you, it was Lisbon. Lisbon or Harrisville or somebody. It was but, Lisbon, yeah. We came, we lost by, uh, we were winning actually by like nine or ten runs and we ended up losing by 12 or 13. Yeah. You know, nobody ever thought that was going to happen in the last two innings of a game, but it, it happened. And I think that also made us uh, more hungry that year, you know. Yep. It was, we remembered that and especially when we played Lisbon, we would, uh, which everybody knows, Hughes and Lisbon rivalry. Um, we'd always remember, remind ourselves before every game, you guys remember what happened last year? It's not going to happen again. And it, and it didn't that year. Yeah, this team seemed to make sure that every door was closed and yeah. every every um, every aspect of the game was taken care of. Yep, that's for was, sure. And it was really important. Um, so the so you win the game uh, against Solomon Schechter. You you send him home. Yep. At the end of that game, um, I think it was one of your uncles who lives in the Binghamton area. Yep, it would be my uh, great uncle uh, Dave. He actually. Um, Invited us all back to his house. I think it was a half an hour drive, but I think we had like four or five hours to kill. Um, like you said, you know, we played both games that day. Um, he invited us back to his place and cooked uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, and, and they got a couple a couple salads to pass around. And, you know, he was an alumni from Hewelton, played basketball, played uh, whatever other sports that were going on at that time. And that was that was all donated out of his own pocket. And that just shows you, you know, the the greatness of people that come out of this community. They're always willing to support and always uh, giving back to the community, whether it be through, uh, you know, letters or something. Yeah. To say to you know, I'm not sure how I want to say that, but yeah. Well, he he definitely you know was there supporting even out of a not even being yeah. You know, he, he's from Hewelton, obviously, like you said. He moved but, away probably forty years. But he made a point to come in there yeah. and supporting the team. And, yep. Um, and so. You know, we make it back to the field and we play this team called Abaca, which is um, out of the Rochester area, and they were a pretty young team themselves. It was good yep. competition. 
Uh, it was a back and forth game. Um, we could we didn't start Trevor. Be- nope. Because he pitched seven innings prior, but there was no pitch count thing at the time. No, there wasn't, no. I just don't know whether he could have pitched another full seven innings. Right. Um, but Brooklyn pitched, started the game. He did, did real well. We, um, Andy Rupert was the catcher. Um, tell us a little bit about what you remember from that uh, championship game. That championship game was, uh, you know, it was frustrating at the end that we lost, but... Um, that game right there, it was neck and neck with these guys, and you know, there's always got to be somebody that's going to lose a game, and uh, it might not have might not have been the the best team, might have, and uh, I think everybody, you know, we were upset at the time. There were some tears shed, people were mad, but we all held held our heads high that day, and um, nothing, uh, we didn't skip a beat. Well, I just want to make sure, you know, Brett, that um, you know, one of the things is in regards to this season is that your teammates get their get their you know get to hear hear about their accomplishments yeah uh whether it be a podcast like this or or what have you but uh it was it was an accomplished team yep um and it didn't it wasn't a type of team where you know you had a, a just one or two top top guys yeah Everybody pitched in. Everybody pitched in that year. Yes, yes, that's for sure. And everybody had a role, and everybody played the role really well. And it was just um, there was no sad faces on this team. No, there wasn't. Um, and, and and I remember Mike Raven and and you were part of this as well, telling um, the team at the end of the season, "Hey, we're having practice Monday." Yep. It, to them, it was about having fun, and yeah. that's that's the biggest part of of uh playing together is is having fun and um whatever the outcome is that's that's right so um you know your team is well respected you guys did a great job and um you ended up with a 19-1 season and um and and we're proud of you um so i just wanted to i want to kind of close on a couple things um as i mentioned earlier on that Brett, you were an alumni. You've come back to Hubleton. Yep. You made it a point to bring your family here. Um, you have a job in the in a community, and you're part of the fire department. And yep. So that's a long-standing tradition for your family. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, every one of my uncles and um, my grandfather uh, was a chief back in uh, the '60s. Um, I'm one of the assistant chiefs now. I've been in the department for uh, 13 years now. Uh, I got in as soon as I turned 18. As soon as I could. And, um, you know, uh, that's one of my, uh, next to my family, then it's, you know, it's the fire department. That's, that's one of my things. It's, it's, it's in my blood. Um, like I said, we, uh, I moved away with, uh, work for a few years, um, which, uh, you know, I got a, I got a lot of stories about that, that I could tell you, but there's quick, one quick I'll tell you is I was in Washington DC area and, uh, I had a couple of down days and I remember that Eric Hunt was going to school down there. And um, I happened to send him a message on uh, Facebook, and um, it ended up being he was only 45 minutes away from me. So me and him, who hadn't seen each other in, you know, eight, nine years, got to go out to dinner and, and catch up on all the things, and that was, uh, that was a great day. Wow, that's great that you were able to make that connection to one of your uh, teammates. And, yep. You know, that's one of the things about I, – I always thought with, with um, being part of a team is that you have those connections for life. Yeah, you do. Um, and that's why it's important that 
if kids are thinking about, oh, I only want to play this sport. That's my favorite sport. Doesn't you know? Play all these, play these sports because those are connections that you're going to make for life. It is. It is uh, a connection. Another thing, um, quick one there. I haven't talked to Mike in probably, geez, four or five years. I gave him a call this morning and told him I was doing this podcast, and uh, he goes, "Well, you better tell me when it's done because I want to hear this thing." And you know if. If you haven't talked to a couple of your friends in a few years, figure a way to get a hold of them and call them because it'll, uh, it'll make the day, you know, hearing from this stuff. And uh, it just, you know, anything to bring anything positive right now with all this crazy stuff going on is a good thing. Um, another thing, you know, like I said, I, I came back to Hubleton. Um, I've been married to my wife now for five years. We have uh, two beautiful children. Uh, my son will be four in June. And my, his name is Jackson. And my daughter's name is Finley, and she'll be two in August. Um... It's it's uh you know I I got a good life yeah you know and, you, and you've uh, you've come back and you've given back to the community that you lived in yeah um, and it's kind of like I look at some of the assistant coaches that were on that team like uh, uh, Rich Raven yep um, and also uh, Brad Decker you know Brad would come up every day and and throw BP to us until every day. His, until his arm fell yeah. off <laughs> only more pitches I can go boy well, you, got, you got two more batters Brad so you better uh, you better get ready for it yeah well, <laughs> but he would always say he'd always be respectful he was never like you know uh pushy uh, hey uh, you guys should be doing this or anything like that just what can I do to help yeah and uh he was a great scout I would send Wicked. him out to scout other pitchers yeah um, Rich Raven had a great knowledge of the game. He did, and um, he worked with our uh, outfielder, I think, most of the time, right? Yeah, and uh, Rich would always also, you know, wait until you had a question for him. He would, he was never one that would be, hey, you guys need to be doing this. Yeah, um, and with uh, having his own son on the team, he was very patient with yep. his with his kids, with his kid, with Mike, and um, I don't know about at home, you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> or the same with Brad, right, right. right. <laughs> And you know, having Logan, having that experience too, yeah. you know, um, being being part of the team. So, yep. and we had the other alumni, which was, uh, um, you know, Bobby, and, and and being part of it. So, it's great tradition um, that you guys seem to be part of. Yeah. So, um, so can you just, uh, I, you know, we're getting ready to close close the podcast, and I just want to see if there's anything else that you would like to to share about. Um, some things you're proud of the community and and the, and the pride that we have here and, and things like that. Um, well, everybody knows this place, Hewleton. You know, everybody's uh, even from the surrounding communities now. Everybody's uh, if there's a house for sale in Hewleton, you either if you're getting it, you better know somebody or you better have the checkbook ready because this place is a this place is amazing. Everybody's uh, helping each other. Um, we have a, a great fan base. Um, you know, I can remember a couple three years ago when the uh, girls basketball team won the uh, first state championship. These guys, when they came back from uh, winning this state championship for basketball, which I'm pretty sure everybody in Hilton was at that game. If you, if you weren't working, you were you were at the game. And when you came back, they had a uh, they must have had 80 fire trucks, 80 you know police cars. Whether they were from everywhere around the county, and they came back. And when they came into town. Um, there was people lining the streets from Main Street up to the school. And, uh, you know, they must have felt pretty good when that happened. Um, and, the, and it makes me feel good as, uh, you know, as I'm, I live in the community that we can provide this stuff for these people. And, um, you know, 
Yeah, it's it's uh it's just a really good feeling when you're walking down the street, or if you're just going to another uh, area. Yeah. Um, you know, you always have those connections. You know, whether it's your uncle in Binghamton or or Eric Hunt in Washington, and Mike Raven lives where now? He lives in Virginia now. Okay. Yep. So so you have all those connections, and you know, Logan Logan's still around here. Yeah, Logan. I, th- I believe he lives over uh, towards Helena. Um, I pr- I mean, everybody's pretty much came back this way. Other than a you know a couple three people, and um, you know that just shows you right there yep. that, that there's really something here in this community. And I know uh, Trevor Trevor's uh, back here. He's a physical therapist yep. and back in the community. I know Brookins away. Yeah, Brookins moved away. Yep. Um, Andy Rupert's now a, a teacher in the Augsburg district. Um, you have Sean Kelly. Any words on Sean? Uh, I think Sean's actually down where near Brookins is, and they work for the same company down that way. Okay. And any words on Kyle Lawrence? Kyle, he's a lineman, doing good for himself. I think he just had his uh, first baby actually not too long ago. So you know, we're uh, we don't want to use that word, but we're getting old. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all getting old. And uh, Josh Tepper, any words on Josh? Josh is the you know, like I told uh, before, coach, he's the one guy I haven't seen since I've graduated. Uh, I'm not sure where he is. I hope he's doing all right. I hope he's uh, doing good. I'm sure he is. He was uh, always very well respected and had a good head in his shoulders. And Ronnie Sellers. Um, Ronnie, I believe last I talked to uh, his parents before they just moved away not too long ago. I think Ronnie was working for the New York Mets actually. Yeah, R- Ronnie. Uh, he his career went on to JCC where he played baseball, and then he ended up his his ultimate goal was to play D two or D one. Yeah, <clears throat> and he uh, transferred out to one of the Dakota colleges. Yep, and what I believe it was a D two school at the time yeah but he he was he was a very good baseball player he was um there was just a great baseball family as well um then andy van ornum as we know yep he still work i th- believe he works for a local guy uh, hauling cattle uh-huh and uh, he stays pretty busy with that i mean i've seen his truck and i see him quite a bit so you know i know he's working hard and, and doing good yeah so if you were to write a book and you had the opportunity to write a book on this team yeah it, it would be it'd be a long one It'd be a long one. <laughs> it would be a long one, and uh, I hope I got. A, I hope I got a computer handy because I don't think I could write it all. <laughs> well, Brett, we. I really appreciate you coming on and, um, you know, spending the time with our listeners here today. This is a. This is a great story to share. Um, it just really shows the true pride that you've put into all the time and commitment that you do on a daily basis you know with the fire department and the community and and so on and you can just tell by talking to you that um you got a lot of pride in uh hubleton yep i do and um like i said i've been married my wife for five years now and she came uh, over from lisbon you know which is a hard thing for her knowing the uh the rival we got here but she's uh she's grown to love it over here and she she's she's pretty excited for our kids to be able to go to hubleton and, you know, like I said, you know, I've been in the fire department for, thir- for uh, 13 years now, and um, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have my, uh, my my wife by my side to help me. You know, we get calls all the time, and, you know, sometimes we're eating dinner and the pager goes off and I'm gone. Could be gone for a couple hours, could be gone for four, you know. But, uh, you know, so I just want to give her thanks for everything that she does. Yeah, well, definitely. And uh, thank, for you. thank you for uh, being part of the fire department and everything you do, it, you know, that's... I know there's a lot of other members there and, you know, that, that commitment this day and age going out to uh, fight a fire or being part of EMS is quite a thing. And, 
and we uh, we hope for your safety and safety for your family and and uh, God bless. Yeah, thank you, Coach. I would like to thank Brett Bailey for taking the time out of his day to spend it with us and our listeners. He shared with us some fond memories and stories that sound like something out of a movie or a bestseller like Miracle on Ice, except for this is titled Miracle on the Diamond, which is made up of 12 young gentlemen grades 8th grade to 12th grade. Now they're grown up, Huvelton alumni, out in the world, making a difference. But during that time, of those 12 players, they were respected athletes, students, and gentlemen, and all they wanted was to have enough players to have a team. Little did they know they would go on to play in a state championship. What they came away with was not only a winning record, but also connections. Connections for life. That's what they came away with. For those fond memories, those times of rap music of the day, such as Ice Ice Baby, or maybe the song Bad Boys, had nothing to do or represent their type of character, but instead their true grit, their pride, and what it meant to be a bulldog and wear the purple and gold or a Huvelton uniform, because that's what mattered, and that's what mattered to them. I'd like to thank this team for their fond, for the fond memories that they have given us, their commitment and pride that you brought to our school and community. For now, let's remember those players like Brooke and Decker, Mike Raven, Logan Gagne, Sean Kelly, Kyle Lawrence, Josh Detmer, Brett Bailey, Eric Hunt, Ron Sellers, Trevor Johnson, Andy Rupert, Andrew Van Ornum, 